Welcome to the Fifth Corner Podcast Show with your hosts, Peter Lecandro and David Peaks. Hey guys, uh, welcome back to the Fifth Corner Podcast Show. I'm Pete. I'm Dave. And um, yeah, so last week we had Extreme Rules happen, and so we're going to kind of take you through our thoughts of what happened at Extreme Rules as well as like what we thought was going to happen. And... Um, and the actual results. So, um, if you guys, I don't know if any of you guys tuned in for the pre-show, but uh, Dave and I did, and you saw Big Cass kind of come out and do a do, run on the mic and do an okay job at like taking care of the Dudleys. I mean, it's something to do in the meantime, as uh, you know, as we know now that Enzo is back, but um, during that situation. He wasn't there, so he needed something for him to do. And they and they really like Cass, right? So they want to keep pushing him. Big props for uh, Cass during the last month. He did pretty good as mm-hmm. solo by himself, mm-hmm. so it's good to see. And hopefully, they can keep that going as a tag team. Mm-hmm. And then the the other pre, the la, the only pre show match was Baron Corbin versus whew, Dolph Ziggler, and um, I mean. It's not a, it wasn't a memorable match. It was just it, you know it is what it is. Baron Corbin uh, gets put over. And uh, wins that one. Basically, what we all thought, nothing. It was nothing fantastic. The yeah. build up to it was like meh, and the whole mm-hmm. match itself was meh. Yeah, and so and then the first match as we started off was um, the club against the Usos, which we we uh, Dave and I both expected to happen because in the sense that we know the pay per view is Roman Reigns versus AJ Styles, and you know that they're we and Dave and I already thought that we know that they're gonna kind of interfere in that match. Yeah, it's pretty. Simple, quick match, mm-hmm. like we thought we would, they would happen, you know, club get, finally get a victory, mm-hmm. and, but we knew we'd see them again later on that Yeah, match. and you knew that if the, whoever was going to win that match, the, the person, like, the person in the pay-per-view, whoever lost the, whoever lost that, the take team match, whether it was a club of the Usos, you know, that, that person that fought, whether it was Roman, so for, as we know, the club won, so you kind of, it already kind of foreshadowed the fact that Roman Reigns was going to win the, the main event. Just because he, you know, you know that they needed to save the energy for his final for his push, right? Yeah. So yeah. So so far, pretty predictable show. I think everyone had had those two matches going the way they did, except for me. I picked Dolph Ziggler to win, but uh, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, New Day wins against the Vaud Villains. It was a it was an alright match. Um, the, another predictable match that everyone saw happening. Like yeah. Everyone saw New Day winning. New Day. The New Day is just too good right now. You can't get. You can't like. There's no one that's good enough for them to. You, like to really think that they deserve the titles. I mean, in my opinion, they haven't built up a tag team yet that can compete with New Day. I'm hoping that it's going to be Enzo and Cast that they're going to build them up to to be that legit tag team that can take down New Day. So, but for the for the next few months, it's I, just, you're just going to be seeing New Day just just beating everyone. I feel like the the tag the tag division is the one that needs the most. Like out of all the divisions now, needs the most work. I think they have a lot of tag teams. They just got to work on building these teams up. I think the Vaudevillains are like I'm not that high on them, but they're decent. Uh, Cass and Enzo are gonna be big. I mean, I guess you put the Dudley Boys back into it. Don't expect them to ever win it. Maybe you start using the social outcasts more, and we'll, we'll talk about them when we get to Raw. Yeah. And um, you know they got the Lucha Dragons, and they got uh, Epico. And, no, they're not. Even, they're not called Epico and Primo anymore. They're called the Sh- Shining Stars. Shining Stars. The Dominican Republic. So yeah. So they do have teams there. They just need to start booking them properly and you know make them look more legit. Yeah, and so then the next match was uh, the U.S. title match, and we all knew that, like, I mean, we all felt that Rusev deserved to win, and we're all happy that he won in the sense that, like, it's nice to see the, the anti-American hold the U.S. title belt, 
and it kind of foreshadows the like the idea of John Cena coming back for the U.S. title, as we know that he's coming back on Raw this week. Um, yeah, something pretty simple. Rusev yeah. Crush. That's what exactly what he did. Yeah. Um, the Miz. The Intercontinental match was a freaking awesome match. That was the best match uh, of the night, and they were and, all good. It got to a point where. I think all four of them had near falls where you thought they were going to win. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I fell for it too. And I'm like, oh, no, Cesaro's going to win. I'm like, oh, no, Sami Zayn's going to win. I'm like, oh, no, Kevin Owens is going to win. But yeah, in the end, Miz retains. Yeah, no, yeah. I, you, really, you really were on the edge of seat. You had no clue who was going to win that. And then ultimately, it was kind of... same. The, the feud between Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens kind of screwed. Um, that, both of them was over for that title. And then the Miz kind of just pins over uh, on Cesaro. Just something to kind of you know that they really want to push that feud between Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, and is now as as we'll get into a little bit more of that later when we talk about Raw that happened this week, um and as so then the first ever Asylum match was after that, where I don't know it was kind of it was very slow at the beginning yeah. and it kind it of was, started an interest yeah but then once and it was a really long match I don't think you realize how long it was. It, like, it felt long, and then when you look at the time, it was kind of long, but um, it was just like long as in boring. Um, but it really picked up once he kind of got the thumbtacks, and then everyone was waiting to see, will he or will he not fall into it? But there was so much more to the match before the thumbtacks, in the sense that, like... They pick up a weapon, they hit like, him once with I don't know, I mean, I've never been in I like, from the beginning, when they first brought up this stupid, f- shitty version of a cage match... I was never a fan of it, and it just, like, and I didn't enjoy it. Like, yeah, you saw all these um, weapons up there, and you, you saw Chris Jericho, like, screaming, trying to, like, trying to get out and not actually try to fight his way and just show that he is the best in the biz. He's more of, like, trying to show that he's scared of this match because he's with some quotation marks. Lunatic. Uh, lunatic. Um, and I don't know. I just, I really didn't like, the, like, it was okay in the sense that, like, yeah, you got, fought, like, for all the people that watched during the Attitude Era and the in the in the early two thousands of wrestling, you got to see weapons like weapons that it's not just a steel chair, and you got like although it was terrible to the sense that like the barbed wire looked extremely faked, and that he got hit with it and nothing looked like he got ripped. Which I mean, yeah, I mean trying safety of wrestlers and everything, so I get it, but I don't even throw that in there. But what like you said, Dave, it was really good when he got to the. To when as soon as you saw the thumbtacks kind of come out of that bucket, and you saw them like laid out, because then like both wrestlers did a really good job of kind of like building up that suspense of who's gonna fall in it, right? Although you kind of knew that Jericho was gonna go into it. Um, I was a few times I thought Jericho was gonna reverse it and Ambrose was gonna fall into it because you know he's the lunatic and he would just get up and play it off like it didn't if, hurt. If if he was a real lunatic, he would have sat there and ate them. Like, like, I don't know. I really don't like Dean Ambrose's gimmick. I don't think he's a lunatic at all. And, um... I really think Ambrose is the one that should have followed into it. And then he still would pick up the win. Yeah, that would have been, that would have been a great way to show he's that he's... A lunatic. A lunatic. If they let him hit... Let, let him land in them. Laugh it off. <laughs> and go oh, back. That, no, that would have been good if he laughed it off. And go back. And, um... And win the match. But, you know, obviously that, we know that didn't happen. Jericho ended up going through the pins, thumbtacks, sorry, and and then eventually the match ended. But, I mean, it was an okay match. I mean, from 
from it was the second best match of that night going after you've seen like in the sense that like if you're watching it live all the other matches before but besides the Intercontinental was good like amazing and then you got this Italian match it was like oh okay so maybe you know this pay-per-view is actually going to pick up some steam uh, back to this, the Ambrose Jericho thing uh, a couple things I thought it was in such good character of Jericho just trying to escape the, the match it's like such a Jericho thing to do um, I don't think he said uh, he didn't call Ambrose a stupid idiot enough and the weapons, um, I think with everything about how big concussions are, I think they are afraid to use, like, weapons, actual weapons. They're trying to cut back on the weapons with injuries and just, like, the whole concussion thing. You're not going to see any more chair shots near the head, none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. You're going to keep weapons limited because of the risk of injuries. It's really unfortunate because, like, I mean, that's, not that I'm saying that, that that's what made wrestling when, when we were younger, like all the things but it's just the fact that like these guys were put like really owning and selling these matches making it like because they're fighting like there's these people are fighting each other and it's like you know you you really got the sense of like a, f- and a really good feel of what the rivalry was right like you know what i mean you're, you're going into extreme rules and this rivalry that's been heating up for as an example like and you're gonna see bloodshed and that's what it was nice because like that rivalry between Ambrose and Jericho did end up shedding some blood with the thumbtacks and it was just a nice like little like extra thing to show that like you know you got like that this rivalry meant something right like it, it just adds a little oomph that you know that we don't see too often anymore in matches yeah alright so um then after that we had the women's uh champion ship match and it was okay I mean Y'all knew, we, everyone knew that Charlotte was going to win. You, I mean, they, I'm all kudos to Natalia for being a good, a good sport, but it's just, you know, you knew she wasn't going to win. I mean, Charlotte's just, you, you got so many other better uh, women in the, in the locker room that are, will be getting their chances. It's just, this right now, it's Natalia's chance. And I, she's been doing a good job. She's been, she's being, she's being a good sport. She, she's, a, she's a good, you know, stopgap for now to... To eventually, the real person, whether that be Sasha Banks or Becky Lynch, that's going to eventually beat Charlotte. I think it's going to be Sasha, but but you know some stuff about her being apparently injury prone. Maybe it's not Sasha. Yeah. That's going to be Charlotte. Um, what do you think about Dana Brooke coming out? Um, you know what? I was okay with it. I mean, more divas in the mix. I want. I, sorry, women. Um, and I just really like. I like the idea of like building more of a storyline with the women. I do. I kind of do miss like the cross mix with like women and like the men having storylines together, but I'm okay with like the women can handle their own too. So like I mean, it's just it, use it. You have a lot of talented women, so let's just start using them. So I'm guessing they're gonna do maybe something with Dana versus Natalia. Uh, maybe Money in the Bank is their own little match. So then, who faces Charlotte for the title? I don't know. They haven't even said. It. Did they? They, they haven't announced anything. anything. We don't really know where I, we're going with this. I think there's going to be a deal with like the whole Rick, the Ric Flair and Charlotte stuff going on, and then something's going to happen. I, I, I'm probably it's going to happen this Monday, like on Raw. Something you're, you're going to finally find out to see who's going to be the rivalry for Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like they need to do that whole Ric Flair thing first, and it, I feel like it's it's kind of in the sense that because probably it's going to bite maybe bite her in the butt. Who do you want to face Charlotte for the next for the next rivalry? I want Paige. I mean, I like Paige. I've always been a big fanboy of Paige. Um, but I mean, ideally, I mean, I'd be happy with any of them because they're really they're, all of them are really good back there. Like Sasha, Becky Lynch, they're all they're all really good wrestlers. Um, 
I mean, Sa- like I mean, I feel like Sasha's going to be the one to do it as long as she's healthy. But um, we don't know if she's healthy right as, now. As of right now, maybe maybe it's Becky gets the push. Who knows? I I don't know how they fit it into a story. But I guess we're going to find. Out. Hopefully, we find out Monday. I'm on the Becky bandwagon. I'm really hoping that she finally gets the title and she actually wins it. Yeah. Uh, and then with the main event coming up, uh, Roman Reigns and AJ Styles. It was actually a pretty good match. I Roman was, Reigns surprised me. Yeah. He looked decent at times. Yeah. It was a, it was pretty good. I mean, he did a little bit more than a Simone drop. He did a couple power bombs. Think about this: if he keeps adding a different move every pay per view, he's gonna be pretty decent right? by WrestleMania. <laughs> and, 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 and in about like, like three years, he'd be a really good wrestler. Yeah, <laughs> it's a slow process, right? <laughs> Baby every, steps, one at a time. Every year, twelve new moves, which eh, it's not bad. But there you go. Work on the mic. I know by WrestleMania mm-hmm. he's gonna have what? We have well, eight more shows, but eight more pay per views before WrestleMania. Give him eight more moves, a little bit better on the mic. Roman Reigns could be decent by WrestleMania. Um, that match had a lot of. Um, it was interesting in the sense that um, you saw you saw like a lot of. Uh, AJ Styles taking a lo- like uh, taking a beating. He took a beating. Like he, he two, two tables, tables yeah. yeah, two tables, and then. The ending was like the the it, it was a I would say it was somewhat climatic, like it was a good way to like I mean, imagine that just taking a snapshot of that photo of like that you know the phenomenal forearm and then him coming mid spear it was that was a cool like I mean you knew it was coming like I mean, but just like when you if you, someone could capture that with a photo it would be really cool and then obviously the Usos and the club came out they. Interfered both yeah. one time. The Usos Some helping Reigns, the club helping out Styles, and then eventually those two guys just fought and disappeared from the outside of the ring. And then in the end, we saw yeah. Reigns retain. Yeah, that yes, you, you, you expected that, and it wasn't. It was lackluster in that sense. I mean, I like they could have done so much more with that match, but regardless, it was a, still a solid match. Like it was good, and then the the best was literally the ending of the freaking. Did not expect that when you see Seth Rollins come flying down the. And everyone's so happy, and he pedigrees the shit out of uh, Roman Reigns, and everyone was just so happy. I mean, we were ecstatic. You knew something was up, and the crowd randomly started cheering, and then we're like, what's going on? And then all you see is Seth Rollins coming out of nowhere. Yeah. I remember that, when we saw that, we really gave it to our friend. <laughs> like, suck it. And, um, yeah, it was, um, that was a really good, like, that made up for... I'm very um, happy to see Seth Rollins back. For that, yeah. And then, you know, it kind of, it really intrigued you to be like, okay, what's going to happen on Raw? Like, what is, what's next on Raw? So, which kind of leads us into, um, what, what did happen on Raw this week? So, Dave, take it away. So, Raw started off with Seth Rollins cutting a promo, you know, talking about how, you know, worked hard, trained to get back, and how, you know, the fans didn't, didn't like him when he was champion, and now they're all happy to see him back. Um, then Roman Reigns comes out. Oh, there was one point, actually. Uh, so Seth Rollins mentions that he, you're all so mad at him because he threw a chair shot to the back of the shield, mm-hmm. and then you, you got some mixed boos. But I took it as they weren't booing Seth Rollins. They're booing Seth Rollins not because he turned, he screwed over Roman Reigns. They're booing him because he screwed over Dean Ambrose. Yeah. So don't get too excited, <laughs> Roman Reigns. They weren't booing Seth Rollins because you know he screwed you over. They're booing him because he screwed over Dean Ambrose. So then uh, Roman Reigns comes out. Seth Rollins. Kind of gets out of the ring. Shane McMahon comes out, and we're right away told that at Money in the Bank, it's going to be Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. So, there you yeah, go. Like it, that's it's interesting because like, you never know what like what is really going to happen within the next three weeks with that. Like, 
How's the feud gonna? How's the feud gonna happen? Like, is are we gonna see Seth Rollins wrestle on Raw anytime? I am sure he's going to. We thought see, his return date wasn't supposed to be back for another. Not next week, the following Monday, but maybe he he's got to wrestle this Monday. Right? He he goes to Raw and SmackDown. He doesn't wrestle. He just cuts promos. Um, we're probably going to see him in action this this Monday. I hope so. Um, the right now, as of right now, Roman Reigns is retaining the title, right? I don't think so. I, you don't think so? I, I got the vibe that he's retaining. I, I really think that they need to give it back to Seth Rollins because in in um as as we know the the brand split got announced and we'll get into that a little bit later. But I think that it's best for the brand split if you retain the titles and then the draft like the end they end that freaking feud and like and get the other feuds going with the heavyweight title and then you bring Roman Reigns to SmackDown. Where he needs to get work, like where he can be a mid to, to hot, like a mid to main event card, and really work on winning fans over yeah. on SmackDown. That's the way I see. Just it makes it makes more sense there. And then like you got guys like same like the whole feud. Like I was saying, the whole feud with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens can like boil up to maybe a big triple threat match against Seth Rollins, maybe. But there's like there's just so many other things like you know the Wyatts. Like there's there's a lot of guys that are that. There's a lot of people in that locker room that could be a good fit for Raw, and I just don't see Roman Reigns being that, one of those people. See, I see him still retaining the title, and he's going to have the title all the way up to the draft, and then I think maybe he gets drafted on the SmackDown, maybe he stays on Raw, but I see him being the champion for the next little while. Maybe over the next three weeks, my opinion will change. Maybe they'll do something to make me think otherwise, but as I see Roman Reigns still being the champion after uh, Money in the Bank. So then we had a few qualifying Money in the Bank matches. So Sami Zayn beats Sheamus. And then Cesaro beats The Miz. Anything there to talk about those two qualifying um, matches? No, you know, I mean, you kind of expected who was kind of going in there. Um, she, like, you knew, like, Sheamus, Sami Zayn, you know Sami Zayn was going to get in. And then you didn't think Sheamus was gonna win and win the money to make again? No, I, they gave him that last year, and it was last year, right? Yes. Yeah, they gave him that That's last it. year, and then just like no, and then you knew that the Miz wasn't gonna win. Um, yeah, you weren't gonna have any your intercontinental champion in there, so it was that was kind of an obvious. Miz which, is, is it pulling double duty at uh, Money in the Bank? Yeah, not at not at all. <laughs> and then uh, so then New Day comes out. And they're doing the was it the twelve hundredth Raw celebration? Mm-hmm. They had a cake. They're gonna throw it on someone, uh, and here comes the social outcast. Of course. <laughs> and in the end, it is the red dragon that gets the cake in the face. We, we do see a bow train, which I pumped. I love the bow train. Nothing like a bow train. All you gotta do is believe, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, so it looks like uh, social outcasts are gonna be the new day's next rivalry. Yeah, and there's been rumors already going on that. They may be running, getting them for the title, and you know it. It almost be kind of funny as a gimmick to see them win its belt, and like, it, 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 it envision the way I envision it is like if our truth won a championship and he didn't know that he was a champion, <laughs> like like social outcast would be a champion, and they're like, oh, what do we do with this? Like, oh, love, love seeing the take team titles. Did, 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 lo- did we lose it? Oh, what? <laughs> I think it'd be. I think. It, I mean, I don't see it happening, but I think it just it, it creates an interesting feud because they're they're both like three they're three guys now, right? Yeah, so. with, uh, you know, the news about Adam Rose and everything. But, yeah. yeah. So then, after that, we have... Sh- earlier, Sheamus beat up Apollo Crews. So then, Sheamus is upset about the whole... The next... Uh, the new era of wrestlers. And mm. 
So whatever that. Um, so Sheamus is going to be out on a mission to take out anyone that claims to be a new era wrestler. Yeah, I think that there's something there with what why they're doing that. I think it's because like the idea is like a lot of like as you know in the stories now like the whole new era is coming in like Shane and stuff are really excited about all that, but there's people that are, aren't like the wrestlers are not. They've already clearly stated some wrestlers aren't happy about it. like for example the Dudleys aren't happy with the new era. Sheamus is not happy with the new era, and I, I want to say Jericho. Jericho is not. Yes, and there maybe there is a few others that may come or rise to the surface, and um, I think it's going to create an interesting interesting feud with um, when the brand split happens. There's going to be some. I think there will be the sense in the sense of a crossover where like the new era people and the people that are against it old the against the new era may like fight each other and stuff. I think it it leaves an open opportunity for a lot of uh, people that you didn't think could get pushes could really succeed well in this kind of feud with old era versus new era. So then Apollo Crews has a match against Chris Jericho to qualify for the Money in the Bank. Chris Jericho wins. And then obviously yeah. we're all thinking that's because Sheamus beat him up. Straight up jobber match. Um, big Cass beats Bubba Ray Dudley. And this was also the return of Enzo. Yes, that was big. The big return of Enzo Amari. Finally, long over, like, I mean, we're Scott all Scott Walker, Smack Talker. Yeah, and it's, you know what, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with them. Very excited. Uh, looks like they're probably going to feud with the, the ladies and beat them. Um, after that, we have the women's, well, we have, yeah, was it the women's segment first, and then it was the Dean Ambrose beat Dolph Ziggler match, or, well, whatever, Dean, Dean Ambrose, right. doesn't matter, Dean Ambrose beats Dolph Ziggler, and nothing new there. So then, uh, then we have the women's segment, where Charlotte disowns Ric Flair, Charlotte basically saying that, all those nights that she was home alone and Ric Flair was out there, she's had enough, blah, blah, blah. So she finally gets rid of Ric Flair. I'm happy to see that. Mm-hmm. I thought there's been too much attention on Ric Flair in the women's uh, division. Yes. So let's, let's, Charlotte Wright solo. Well, she got, looks like Dana Brooke for now, but let's go see Charlotte Wright heel solo. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what, um, what's going to happen there now that Ric Flair's gone. Like, I mean, Monday's going to be an interesting role for that sense as well. Is, do you think Ric Flair is completely done? Like, we're not going to see him on the air anymore? No, or do you still think he'll make, I can see he'll still make an appearance the way, in the next few weeks? The way you see Ric Flair is, like, he's turn, I can see him turning on his daughter. And like, he joins Dana Brooke? No, because, no, like, she, like he gets, like, another diva to, Ooh. like, do, do his bidding. Interesting, yeah. There we go. Uh, then we have Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles at the main event. That was a great match. Yeah. The problem with this match was whoever lost, there's going to be people upset. There is no way you can make everyone happy with the result of this match. If Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens ends up winning, a lot of people are upset that AJ Styles lost. If Kevin Owens lost, everyone's going to say Kevin Owens lost. And it was, I thought it was a great match. Oh, yeah, it was a freaking awesome. It was a great match. I really enjoyed watching that one. I mean, both of them are great performers. And hearing um, Kevin Owens... Tell Michael Cole to shut up. No, oh, I can never. I never get tired of that. The best. The best. We gotta get some sound bites for this show. I think that's gonna be one of them. <laughs> shut up, Cole. Before before the match, though, AJ Styles cut ties with the club, and I was thinking that the club was gonna come out and screw AJ Styles. They did not come out. So now, where we go f- with this with AJ Styles in the club? I think I think that's why he didn't win. Is because there's they want to do something with the club. Maybe it's like the like maybe. Like Finn Balor comes up and like. Is it pronounced Balor or Baylor? I think it's Balor. Okay. I I thought it was Baylor, but I think it's Balor. Okay. Um, 
I think it makes for an interesting storyline because they were all part of it at one point. Yes. So I think that's how you do... Like, you know, you hear about the story... Like, all the storylines are, like, not title storylines that aren't that good. This one could be good. Like, and I think that's why they're doing that because they need storylines that aren't title-oriented to work. Like, there's got to be relevance for other wrestlers because not everyone could be in the in the picture for a title run. So, so yes, this is, exactly. I think this is another good way of doing it. So do we have a two versus one here? Does somebody team up with AJ Styles? AJ Styles just go two versus one for maybe the next little bit against these guys? I think, yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see a handicap match. I'd like to see that. I don't think AJ Styles needs anybody in his corner to help him. I think he just, like, I mean, who's going to help him? Like Roman Reigns? Like, <laughs> go without the bloodline. Like, <laughs> I just think it'd be better if he just... AJ Styles seems like the, kind of, the type of character that he would fight this battle on his own. Also, quick thing on SmackDown, Alberto Del Rio won his qualifying match. So as of right now, the Money in the Bank is going to be Del Rio, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, Dean Ambrose, and Chris Jericho, plus one more person that we don't know. It's shaping up to be a really good match. Yeah, I, it's going to... But once again, though, I don't know at the same time if it's going to be that good. Oh, I, get, I, I think it's going to be good. I, it's just because, like... A lot of these, do a lot of these guys have experience with with ladders? Like in the sense that, like we saw Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in ladders. Yeah, and they did. They did really good. And I, like, it's just like Cesaro. His finisher is a fuck. Is uh, spin some guy around in a circle. He'll drop and, him on and, the ladder. And, and like, but like, no, he won't drop him on the ladder. He'll lightly place him on the ladder. Exactly. He doesn't. He never throws anybody. So like, I, I'm not saying that they're not going to be able to put on a good show with the ladders. I feel like. You got to really use that that element to the ladder to make the sh- the match more entertaining. Like remember, remember when the huge thing was? Um, I think it was Shelton Benjamin ran up the ladder and hit somebody. Like he had a ladder on an angle, and he and it was the first thing it was ever it's ever been done. I think it was Shelton Benjamin. I think and he, he ran up and he like and someone was at the top of the other ladder and he ran up and he kicked the guy off, and like they both fell. But like I mean, I remember they put that in the SmackDown versus Raw the next game, so you could like you could perfectly mount the ladders like that, so you could go fly right up and do it. I'm like, it's, like, stuff that you don't, like, like, we don't see that as much anymore. I think when that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens were in that, that ladder match for the IC title, they, they did some really good stuff, which I'm, that's why I'm, I'm still hopeful. I just don't know about, like, Alberto Del Rio and Cesaro. Look at the lunatic in there. He was nuts. I, I think, yeah, I think Dean Ambrose could do something, but he, did, like, like I, at the same time, I don't know. Who's your early favorite right now? Oh, Kevin Owens. Oh, okay. Kevin Owens wins. Like, I don't care who the last guy is. Kevin Owens is going to win this. What if the last guy is John Cena? No. no. John Cena's not going to be that guy. I'm going to tell you that. John Cena's not that guy. All right. If the, my my bold prediction is it's going to be Bray Wyatt. Is the is the last guy in that Money in the Bank match. But if I, I think it's a long shot. But You just got me a little excited because I'm a big Bray Wyatt yeah. fan. That would be very interesting. But my early favorite is Kevin Owens right now, but it could change depending on who that last person is. Kevin Owens is going to win it, and he's going to own that freaking... Oh, he's, oh if he wins that briefcase, he's going to own it. He's going to make sure everybody knows he owns yeah. it. He's really going to stick it to Cole. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that day. And then the biggest news of this week was that they said there's going to be a brand split. July 11th is the rumored draft day. So how it looks like is there's going to be two world titles, one on Raw, one on SmackDown. The IC belt will be on one brand. The US title will be on another brand. The women's will be exclusive to one brand. And how they did it before was the women's was just on Raw. So I'm going to guess you're going to do the same thing there. And looks like one show is going to have three belts to two belts right now. The tag team apparently is going to be used on both shows. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. 
So, so, so then why not do the same with the women's? It's interesting. Yeah, they could. Because like I, I feel like they, you can't just have all the women on one show. So including the women's belts and not the tag team, one show's gonna have three belts. The other show's gonna have two. No. Which makes me think the cruiserweight belt is gonna. That, be well, that, I think that's why they're doing the classic. Yes. And the then each show will have three. So one show will have the. I think Raw will have the Intercontinental, the World Heavyweight, and the women's. And SmackDown will have their own World Heavyweight title, the U.S. title, and the cruiserweight. And then the tag teams will be split between both of them. That's how I think it's gonna happen. I think that I think that the women need to float too because I wouldn't want to see so much women. Like, not that it's a bad thing, but like, give them more TV time. Like, give them both SmackDown and Raw. Like, not not just a, a few. Like, yeah, you know, if there's only one belt for the women's, yeah, you can only have really have one big rivalry. But like, I mean, all these other women deserve rivalries too, right? Like, and they can do that on the one show. I mean, and and if Raw sticks to three hours, they might and it makes sense to keep all the women on Raw because yeah. they can help fill fill up some some of that three hour time. With all the details, That's true, fair have. enough. Yeah. So I did a quick little pros and cons list of the brand split. So do you want to start with the pros or the cons? Well, the pros, of course. It's really okay. good stuff. So the pros. It forces mid-card guys to be main event guys. And we saw that back in the day with Edge and Eddie Guerrero, where they were mid-card guys all the time, and then they just elevated themselves to main event on SmackDown. Yeah. And, it it help. and it's going to help push those mid-card guys to, to show that they can be main event guys. And I'm looking like, like maybe a guy like Cesaro maybe could... Go for that main event to main. I'm sorry, the mid card to a main event push. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I agree. It gives the wrestlers more rest, so you get that extra day of rest a week, which adds up over the long, the long haul of the year. I mean, we've had so many injuries, so it, you know every little thing counts. And if it's just even if it's just one day, it sh- it helps them rest more. Um, it's going to elevate the secondary belts. So the Intercontinental and U.S. belt are, f- are going to get elevated. Like, the U.S. belt for a while looks like it was on the pre-show, right? It was, so it, now yeah. it's going to be the next go-to belt. It was too bad because at uh, WrestleMania, they, had, they did a really good job. At, like, you had Dan Bryant, the IC title, John Cena, the world... The U.S. title. The yeah. U.S. title, and then you had Seth Rollins, the world heavyweight title. I mean, you, you brought... You got the right player, but look what happened. Injuries plagued every single one of those per- wrestlers. Yeah. And then now here we are. And yeah, the U.S. title complete joke, but hopefully, you know, they have to once again slowly build it back up with Rusev and get it back to that main event push. Um, also, what I like is, and I don't know if they're going to be doing this, so hopefully they will, the Money in the Bank winner and the Royal Rumble winner will get to choose whatever show they want to challenge for the championship. Now, I know back in the day there was a Raw and a SmackDown Money in the Bank winner. This year we know there's only one. So whoever the Money in the Bank winner is, they can potentially choose what show they want to cash it in on, which makes it interesting and it keeps things it keeps keeps things interesting for potentially storylines down the road. So let's say they broke up Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and then Kevin Owens wins the money. Oh, so let's go. Sami Zayn wins the Money in the Bank, and then Kevin Owens wins the championship on SmackDown, and then Sami Zayn just out of spite will cash it in on Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn is raw in this scenario. Is on raw in this scenario. So Sami Zayn will cash it in on Kevin Owens on SmackDown to beat him from the title, and they can help build that story that way. So I do like how hopefully they'll have the option of choosing which show they can cash it in on. Um, for the cons, as of right now, it looks like Raw's still going to be three hours. So with uh, looks like a smaller roster, to fill three hours may be tougher. Um, so hopefully, I'm hoping they do cut Raw back down to two hours. But as of right now, three hours, it's going to it's gonna be too long of a show. The breaks between paper, there's going to be solo pay-per-views, like just a SmackDown pay-per-view and a Raw pay-per-view. My concern here is that the separate pay-per-views between one SmackDown pay-per-view and another could be up to two months. 
and you could have a long drawn out storyline between superstars. Like I don't know about you, but if Jericho and Ambrose had a feud for another month, I don't know how I probably lose a lot of interest in that feud. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how they um how they're gonna work those uh, work the writing with feuds um if especially if they're gonna be doing like a you know by 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 I guess it's bi monthly bi monthly pay per views I, I guess yes and then yeah. I'm guessing that they're gonna have joint pay per views like SummerSlam yeah. Survivor Series yeah they always they always do joint uh, pay per views and like maybe it will I I would be excited to see the um the good old SmackDown referee Versus- uniform back. I missed that blue SmackDown referee uniform. It was good. It was cool. And then you got your, you, it, 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 it's going to be interesting to see what they're going to do. Um, the stories have got to be really good, uh, if in order to push them right. And this brings me to my last point. And it's since there's going to be single brand pay per views, you're going to be left with a lot of like, bottom of the barrel guys wrestling. So you may get like, to open up one of the shows. Maybe a, a example: Bo Dallas versus. Uh, gold dust, right? And that, and you know, that could be really boring. So they need to make sure the writing is good to keep everything interesting. Otherwise, we could be left with some pretty boring pay per views. Yes, we can. And I think that, um, I think hopefully the WWE is prepared for that. That's why they're they're probably working it all out right now. I mean, they're probably working it out for months and months ahead. But um, I think that they're now that they're announcing it, it's going to be like there's going to be so much speculation of what. Um, how it's all going to work and is it going to be successful because we know in the past it hasn't been and um, I think it's I think this is I hopeful I'm hopeful in this time that it's going to be a good thing because I, I've been saying I've been preaching it for a brand split for a while yes same and, to me and I, and I think that it's just going to be I think it's going to really benefit what they're doing because now that like NXT is kind of a developmental territory everybody talks about it but now like you know we don't have heat and velocity anymore so like let's do SmackDown and Raw brand split and like keep all these good superstars working and like getting the chances they want because you know what it sucks like for example Wade Barrett just didn't like be like he wasn't getting pushed in with Cody Rhodes uh they, he wasn't getting pushed away he wanted he wanted to be Cody they didn't let him but like maybe they would have let him if they was on the brand split so right like there was things there was things like that like they could have let them the wrestlers have more creative liberty in that sense. So what is the point of releasing these guys? They're going to need wrestlers. Now it makes the whole Wade Barrett, Damian Sandow, Cody Rhodes release. Like, they could have used these guys. It's just about kind of cleaning house what's best for business in the sense that, like, if you're not happy where you are, why, why, like, we're, then we're not going to, the business is not going to be happy. And it's not going to create a successful environment. So you got, it's kind of like you got to cut ties if you're not happy, right? Kind of like rebuilding a team and getting rid of the dead wood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, what happens to NXT? I think it still stays the same. I mean, you can't. I mean, NXT is great. They're gonna take. I think they take a huge hit now with a lot of like their top guys going to be probably promoted to the Raw SmackDown. NXT is gonna take a big hit. We'll see Just, how they. We'll see how they. That's why. Back. That's why I think they're pushing a lot of guys now. Like the, these random. Like no. I. I mean, no way, Jose, man. He's he's the next big thing in NXT. Who is your number one overall pick? And before you tell me who your number one overall pick is, do you think you do this show, kind of like an NFL draft? No, they'll do it like they did it before. Like it would just be on like Raw, and you just, they'll be like, okay, like every now and then, in between matches, someone will come out and announce draft pick. And then how are we gonna? So are we gonna go down like first overall, second overall, third overall, fourth overall? We're just gonna get like a bunch of picks at once. We're gonna be told these six guys got drafted to Raw, these six guys got drafted to SmackDown. Probably it'll probably be a cluster, I think. So then, who is your number one pick? I think it's 
I think it kind of goes without saying. Like, I mean, if you're going to go by the fact that, like, they're going to take the first, like the good guys first, which I think they would, um, it's going to be Seth Rollins, right? Seth Rollins is the guy that is going to be... I mean, how do you not... Like, he's gonna he's staying on Raw. Like, he's he, well, not he, leaving he, Raw. He's the consensus number one. Like, there's, like, no question. You're the first overall pick. You don't even think about it. Seth Rollins is your guy. There's no one that you would think... Yeah, I, I take Seth Rollins. I mean, I take Seth Rollins or I take Kevin Owens. Interesting. Um... Will they break up any tag teams? Um, Are they going to keep the tag teams all together? I don't know. It's a that's a tough one to call. I think they would break up the ones that aren't doing well. So like, like the Lucha Dragons, they're gone. I mean, they've already let Kalisto do a solo gig. So and you don't really see much of Sin Cara. So this is a chance for them to go solo and finally like just rip the bandaid off and just break them up. Who's your sleeper pick in the draft? Ooh. Um. Shit. Put you on the spot. Oh, my sleeper pick. Who I would take. Um. You think it's gonna go really low, but they're gonna get great value for this guy down the road. Oof. Um. Just like a, let's just like we do mock no, drafts. Yeah, no, I know. Like fantasy I, football. We're always on sleeper picks. I think Dolph Ziggler to SmackDown is gonna benefit his his. Career. I've always been a big fan of Dolph Ziggler, and I think it's just unfortunate. And I think he just needs to win over some fans again. And I think he could in SmackDown because he could have. There is going to be more mic time for him to go on the mic. There could be feuds for him, and I and I think that that's a good opportunity for him there. Who do you think everyone's going to reach for? That's just not not worth it. <sighs> Who's everyone? Gonna reach? Oh, Dean Ambrose. Fuck that guy. Oh, I think he's going to go high and yeah. Then, yeah, I know you're not a big Dean Ambrose fan. I I and it's not because he can't wrestle. Cause I, it's I just don't get his gimmick. His gimmick he, he he doesn't buy me on his gimmick, ever. Like I never like he can never like I like I think he's just uh, unfortunately he he just doesn't do bad, anything for me. Bad writing, you think? You think they can do better with his character? I yeah, I think they could get him to do crazier, more lunatic things. What like the like the most lunatic thing he did was steal the belt, and that was good. That was okay. I enjoyed that, but like. Like, when you think of, like... And I'm not saying Stone Cold was a lunatic, but, like, he just did things on his own rules. He fought in a grocery store. He would bring beer trucks and drink beer. Dean Ambrose just comes out in a, a leather jacket. Like, there's just not, like... So, because he's got a leather jacket and, and wrestles in jeans, makes him a lunatic. Like, there's just nothing that he does day, like uh, night in and, and night out that makes me think, wow, this guy's a lunatic. Okay, and my last question. Who do you think is going to benefit the most from this brand split? Um, benefits the most? I think, I think Roman Reigns. In the sense that... Interesting choice. In the sense, in the sense that, because like, he's, I, I think he's going, he's going to SmackDown for sure. He's not saying Raw. And if he does say Raw, then I'm, I'll be pissed. But, um... The reason why I think Roman Reigns benefits them is one of the big beneficiaries is because he's not you know, he can't win anybody over with the fans and if he can get put onto a smaller like, I get, I'm not saying SmackDown would be like the the it's not it's the B show or like if we're one A one B um, yes it's gonna be the B show and I think that he needs to be there to win over fans and be put into better situations with feuds 
and not be pushed down her throats. I think it's a good thing. I, th- I think it's his, like, last-ditch chance to, like, really try to win over some th- win over some fans and be and be a better wrestler. See, for me, I see this as guys like Rusev, Cesaro, even Sami Zayn, this is big for them because they're going to get pushed to the, to the main event card soon. Well, I think... Cesaro, it definitely benefits huge. Sami Zayn, he doesn't need the like the benefit because he's like he's already got a great feud going on with Kevin Owens. I, I think Sami Zayn was going to get pushed to the main event feud eventually, but I think because of this brand split, he's going to get pushed there faster. I think that he may even get washed in the mix if they break the two up, because like, yeah, he's a good wrestler, but he's just like like it could just happen where they just forget about him. Like I think that. He's like, right now. He's in a good. He's in a good place, and he's a good wrestler. And I think they need to keep going with the whole feud. And that's why I think that if they can keep working this feud between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, they could both be really good superstars, and both both hold the title. All right. Yeah. All right. Um. So, I think that's it for today. Um. So tune in next uh next week as we'll cover uh, what happened on Raw again, and stay tuned because we're looking to um. We're gonna be planning a day that we're gonna do a whole um, draft, our own little mock, draft. our own little mock draft. And we're gonna bring some a uh, couple guys on to the show that are really that you know know quite a bit, just like we do um, on wrestling. And it's, we're gonna we're gonna break it all up into two teams, Raw and SmackDown, and we're gonna see like what we would think, and we're gonna give some reasons of why we make those picks at those times, and it should be for an interesting show. So. Um, once again, follow us on Facebook. It's at um, facebook.com, The Fifth Corner Podcast Show. And we're also now on iTunes. So you can search The Fifth Corner Podcast Show and uh, stream it and watch, uh, listen to it right then and there instead of coming on to SoundCloud. So once again, thanks again, guys, and we'll see you next week. See ya.